Now it's legit. Now it's real. <laughs> this time for real. Um, okay. So this is our first episode. We're just going to open with how we met from both point of views. Rachel, you want to go first? Yeah. So I remember we have a mutual friend, a family friend. She basically told me that... I have this, this Becca. Yeah, I have this Becca. <laughs> and I really think that you should get close with her. Like, I think you guys have a lot in common. And you guys, you know, are a lot alike. And I was like, oh, like, that's great. But I also struggled, like, being friends with girls. The female repellent? Yeah, like, serious female <laughs> repellent. <laughs> and I don't know. I think it has to do with, like, I grew up with brothers and mm-hmm. cousins. And I only have two sisters. But um, it just was always, like, there was always just, like, a couple people telling me that, like, I need to be friends with you. And, like, so then when I actually met you, it was at the salon that you work at. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Or at the spa, one of them. Mm-hmm. And that was just because I was going there, like, for a service. And then I was like, oh, like, that's the Becca. But I never, like, attempted to, like, be the person to say hi or anything. Yeah, it's so hard being the person to, like, reach out first. And I really didn't either because this was, like, so this was my boss, this family friend. Yeah. And she's like, this girl Rachel, like, she's so great. You should get to know her. Like, she's your age. And, like... The backstory behind that is I was hanging out with, like, actual, like, 30-year-olds at 18. Like, <laughs> like, like full-fledged. Um, now, they're about 10 years older than me. It wasn't quite that much of an age gap. But I started working for her when I was 14, and I got into a lot of trouble. Yeah, you know, I'm still working there now. I, like, snuck into clubs with them. Um, super honest for our first episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, yeah, I got into a lot of trouble. I was drinking a lot and she kind of saw that I had, I had gone off the path a little bit. Um, And so she was like, Rachel, is this like godly woman? Like you want to meet her and all these things. Which is funny because at the time we probably met, I was not the godliest woman. (laughs) But in her eyes, I think, I think you were. Yeah. Still so like pure. Um, In her eyes. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. was different. So yeah, when we had met, I also, like, didn't have a whole lot of female friends. All my friends were my coworkers who were, like, I'm not going to say considerably older than me because that's mean. But, like, <laughs> there was an age gap for yeah. sure. And there was a maturity gap for sure. Um, and I just, like, didn't have a lot of friends my age. I had a lot of brothers. I had a lot of guy friends. Um, I just, like, really wore female repellent is what I joke and say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I wore don't female know, repellent. I don't, I don't know, why. know what it was, but, like... Even, like, between, like, high school and even, like, when I'd work mm-hmm. at jobs, I always connected with the guys. Yeah. But that didn't have to do with, like, daddy issues completely. No. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it comes off, it comes off, like, really weird yeah, to, like, other like, girls. Yeah, like, flirty or boy crazy or something, but it was never like yeah. that. It was just easier to get along with them. Yeah. And, I like, I had boyfriends all through high school, too, so, like, I hung out with their friends or, like, yeah. things like that. So I never... I never had too many female friends to, yeah. to go around. Yeah, so that's why, like, when they told me, you know, start hanging out with you, I was like, uh, one-on-one with that. a girl? <laughs> like, that's terrifying. Like, I don't like, know about that. It's a little much. Yeah. But then I remember, I don't remember which one was the first time we ever hung out. There was one time you and I went to um, Savona's, and there was another time where you called me. Wait, what was the Savannah's time? I don't even remember that. I don't even remember that. That's cool. Like, you oh, and I went to... Yes. And I think you wore, like, your green dress. Yes! Oh, and, my gosh, I remember that. And then we had pizza, and I I, I think... But that I, was the first time we, like, actually hung out alone together. So we had known each other through, like, going over to the house and yeah. things like that. 
But the first time we actually were one-on-one with each other, yeah, it was at Savona's. So I wonder if that was all the same night. Because the first time I ever, like, really talked to you, you called me. And asked me if you could come over and make margaritas. That was the first time I've oh ever gosh. talked to you. Yeah. So and I was that... like, um, I'm not home. So I was going to go to that house, um, mm-hmm. the house that you were living at, because I had had, like, such a rough night. That wasn't the same night we went to Simona's. Um, oh, so it was like Maybe it was friend. later we met up, but it wasn't before that, because I was coming home from work, and I was like, I cannot go home. Like, yeah. I just cannot bear to go into my house right now. Um... And I had stayed at the at the salon so late, and I was cleaning, and I was just like, I don't know where else to go. Like, I don't know what else to do. And that person had been there for me so much, um, so I knew that I could go to that house. But then you were you were like moved in at that point. Oh, but then I wasn't home. Yeah, that was the night I woke up, and yeah. you were there, oh and I gosh. was hungover. Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so I called you, and I was like, Hi, like I know you uh, moved into this person's house. So, like I know you're there. Um, I just wanted to come over and, like, make margaritas and, like, not be home for a little while. Yeah. Because, like, that's what that house was for. And you were like, hi, is this Becca? <laughs> like, I'm not even home right now, but, like, do whatever. It's not even my yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to probably be home later that night, but I it wasn't until, like, probably 1 a.m. or later that I got home. Yeah. And then I remember waking up and I was, like, super nauseous and you were curling your hair in the bathroom. <laughs> I remember that. I was curling my hair and I was like, I've got to go to work. Like, I'm so glad I like slept here last night. Yeah. Um, it was just like a nice refreshing like reset because I just like was having the roughest time ever. Yeah. Um, and then I remember telling Johnny, which is her fiance's brother. And I remember telling him, I was like, that's Becca. Like, she's going to think I'm crazy now. Like all this stuff. Like, and no, he knew who I was. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, when was that time when, where was I? And you like woke up and I told Johnny, I was like, bro, she even wakes up pretty. That was the same morning. That was the same morning? Yeah. yeah. he made you breakfast. <sighs> yeah. It's like, she even wakes up pretty. Oh my gosh. You were like in the stairway and I was literally in the dining room. <laughs> and I was like curling my hair in the dining room because I wanted to get out of the bathroom and not be in this way. Mm-hmm. I was like, I shouldn't even be here right now. Um, and then you were like, Johnny. She even wakes up pretty. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't. I've been up for hours. And she's like mid-curling her hair. And... I'm like, this isn't contour. This is just black eyes from not being able to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. After we started getting closer, then you would like come over. We'd start drinking. Like, mm-hmm. But the, the cool thing about our relationship is I feel like every time that we went through something, it was always together, even when we weren't close. So, like, yeah. as soon as we met, we were both in, like, this weird situation where it was, like, they're not our boyfriend, but they're also not oh, yes. not our boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> we were in these situationships, and I think that's why this person had told us to hang out so much was because yeah. we were both in situationships. And I think, I truly think God used her to, like, put us together and yeah. be like, okay, do you see how, do you see how this person is handling this? Do you see how this person is handling this? Yeah. Like, and just to give us a friend to like talk to and go through it with, even though like we still went through all the hard times that did not change. Yeah. But to have a friend to go through with it was so much better than just doing it alone. Yeah, definitely. Cause like, you know, 
having that someone that was going through that because it was like toxic you know what we were in we were both in toxic ones and and the other person it was all toxic (laughs) yes the whole thing was just toxic yeah and because of that we both kind of drew to alcohol to kind of help and i think Mm -hmm. when we started hanging out we were like oh like let's drink together because we can just forget together and it was like a very mutual feeling that we had Mm -hmm. and then you know once we were drunk should i should we say that one night it's 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 unfiltered, right? And we're it's changed now. It's the <laughs> we truth. are washed by the blood. Washed by the blood. Um, okay. You can always take it out later if you don't feel comfortable with it. We'll True. listen to it and then... Yeah, we'll, we'll go back. Okay. So, there was like one night Becca came over and I remember we just started drinking like right off the bat. Jack, there was honey. There was no like, <laughs> like, hey, how you doing? I it was here's your shot. Yeah. I walked in the door. She said, I have Jack Honey. I said, fantastic. Here's the castle. <laughs> yeah. So then it just started with, like, casual. We're sitting there drinking, laughing. And then somehow we ended up in the bathroom. And then we started taking each other's nudes. And then we were trying to call each other's man-ish. <laughs> man things. Man things. So we actually... Okay. Let's introduce you guys to Stevie's and the definition of what a Stevie is. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I have a better way to phrase this too. (laughs) I found out how we should say it. So like a Stevie is what? Like a person that you either were dating or in a very close friendship with that has broke you to the point of change. Change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like to grow you into the person you are now for better. But like, that person hurt you so bad, and that's, like, your Stevie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, like, that situation brought light, but it was also... The worst. Yeah. It really like, brought you to the dirt. A terrifying thing. But the reason they're called Stevies, like, there's a funny story behind that, is because I was listening to, like, this random song from, like, David Dobrik, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's so what? random. Yeah. I did not know this origin story. And this is in, like, 2019, And my sister came in and she was asking about the guy that I was talking to. And she was like, what is his name? And because the guy that I was talking to was my ex's best friend, Mm -hmm. I had to come up with like a cover name. So I was listening to this song where in the song, it literally just says Stevie. And I was like, oh, his name is Stevie. And she was just like, oh, okay. And so then when I came to you and told you who it was, you know, I already knew who it was. Yeah, but like we just but we called it a Stevie, a Stevie, <laughs> and we wanted to talk about it in front of people. And then you had a Stevie because it's just like code name. Yeah, so it's a code name, but everybody has a Stevie at some point. Yeah. Oh but yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like drunkenly decided to call Stevies. Yes. Insert origin story of Stevies. And the first, your Stevie didn't answer, and then he did. He called me back. But it was, yeah, like, way you. later, and we were like, wait, we're not drunk anymore. Like, what do we do? <laughs> he called you back. So. Yes. Not me. Just, I'm just throwing that in there. <laughs> By the way. We're just now seeing the problem. Yeah. No. No. Uh, I see red flags. I just drive right by them. You know? Oh, like, I was just saying, I said, like, I changed red to my favorite color, so I didn't have to mind the red flags. And I was like, wow, that's so toxic, but. Yep. Hey. Past is the past, and that is the truth. Yep. So, like, moving on from that, like, so going through that toxic time together, 
we both were able to get closer in that because, again, we were relatable to each other, going through the same thing. So then, as life went on, things started changing for me. My heart started changing. I started getting more involved with my church, and then I kind of went all in with my faith. So now, at this, like, awkward middle where here yeah. I am with a changed heart but you're kind of still in that I toxic. was getting worse yeah to be fair like I was I was getting much worse yeah and now you not. felt like alone because you felt like I don't know yeah. like how did you feel when I kind of separated from that kind of lifestyle because I didn't really understand how to connect with you, you yeah know? and meanwhile like you were the only I'll say like Christian friend yeah. that I had had yeah. at that point because um, I grew up in the church, but I didn't put any effort or relationship in my faith yeah. until 2021. Yeah. After all this. And I had, so. I had other Christian friends. We actually weren't, like the person I was talking about earlier, like we actually weren't friends at that time. Yeah. We weren't really close at that time. So you were the only Christian friend that I had known closely at mm-hmm. that point. Um, so yeah, I was in this position where I was getting worse. I felt like... My anxiety was worse. My life was getting worse. Like, um, I had a few trip-ups with being homeless. Like, I was turning to drugs. I was drinking even more than I was back then. Um, I was sleeping anywhere and everywhere that I could because that's what was necessary. You know (laughs) what I mean? Um, so, like, I had looked at you and I was like, how, how is life for her going so well? But not for me because yeah. we came from the same spot. Like, yeah. we were there together. We were doing it together. And then, like, I was just looking at my life to yours and I was like, how, like, what changed? How did that happen? And rather than turning to God and saying, hi, do that for me too. Like, I didn't have that mindset. Yeah. Um, he still wanted me to cook a little more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so instead of asking God to change my heart um, and to, to, push me into that lifestyle You're i blamed to him figure it out on your own and yeah 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 i blamed him and that's the truth i really did blame god for it and then yeah i just tried to do everything alone without his help yeah. anymore and like i you know i believe in god but like there's always that saying mm-hmm. even demons know there's a yeah. god like even even they know they exist and they fear him yeah um so that was that was the spot that i was at yeah even when i was in like in the spot with you so I didn't I never like blamed God Mm -hmm. but I pushed him away because I I knew coming from a Christian household like Mm -hmm. I knew that what I was doing was wrong and I knew that it wasn't what God wanted for me and so I purposely shut him out so I couldn't hear him say get rid of this man stop doing what you're doing because I wanted to keep doing it because I didn't want to have to say goodbye to him I didn't want to have you know to do that and so I actually pushed God away and always had this guilt feeling because I knew, you know, but I could yeah. never get angry at him because I knew he was right. And that yeah. was like so hard because I wanted to, you know, I had this guilt on me this whole time, but at the same time I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. And that's yeah. what the devil held me captive with. And I feel like that's almost harder for you because you came from that background. You felt guilty on top of all that. Mm-hmm. I had no guilt. Yeah. Uh, I didn't come from a Christian household. I didn't come from like <laughs> like yeah. which health. is hard because then yeah. what's going to lure you into the good you know yeah. i didn't come from an atheist household by any means but like my grandma was a jehovah's witness mm-hmm. i got sucked into that for a few years yeah um 
That's another podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) I came from a household that didn't prioritize like religion or relationship with God by any means. And it's not that they didn't, they weren't like concerned about that. Like, of course that they, of course they believed in God, but it just wasn't a priority to have a relationship with him in my households. Yeah. Two of them. Because my parents are divorced. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's like a really hard spot. And then Mm -hmm. when I, you know, did start going to church and did start serving and then my heart was changed. One, I found my husband then too. So now I started connecting with this person and, um, but it was hard because I wanted to still be able to connect with you, but there was Mm -hmm. like this barrier of, I didn't know how to interact with you anymore. Yeah. And I was like kind of watching Rachel's life from the outside, from social media. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Wish I had that. (laughs) But like, I never put in the work to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, I was still doing all the things that I shouldn't have been doing every single one of them. (laughs) But at the same time, like, I wanted so badly to invite you to that. Mm -hmm. But I was still trying to figure out myself. You know, like, I had to figure out my faith and where I stood before I could be like, hey, come in and join us because look at all these amazing things. Like, I had to figure out my path and seal what God had for me first before I can try and, you know, invest into you. And I even feel that sometimes now, too, with the people in my life. So, Mm -hmm. like, now I understand yeah. But, I mean, you did. You invited me to church a couple times. It wasn't like you didn't. Um, I just think the time that you invited me and Johnny also did the mm-hmm. same week. Yeah. And then also that other person invited me the same week. Yeah. I was like, okay, God's trying to tell me something. Yeah. And that's when, I, like, I just opened my Like, he opened my eyes. I yeah. didn't even open them, you know? Yeah. I was like, wow. I really, I really should go. You know, <laughs> all three of these people in my life are telling me the same thing. Yeah. Um, but now it's cool because, again, like, God did that again. You know, mm-hmm. here we are going through the same thing with the toxic relationships and all that. And then here we are again, you know, with both changed hearts and God using our past for good. To mm-hmm. obviously do things like this with the podcast and everything. Yeah. And, and who knew back then, like... Did you know back then that you were going to use this for good one Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't even, like, real talk, I never even thought I'd make it this far. Yeah. Just, like, in life. And, like, like, I just never thought. From my side of, like, you know, knowing that there's God but pushing him away, I felt like I couldn't be forgivable. Right. You know, like, I pushed him so far away, why would he want to do good with me now? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel, I felt like I missed my chance. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have been doing what God wanted me to do before all the toxic things that I did like but instead I chose that path so I figured now that I'm back I just gotta live it out yeah but that's God you know like no matter how many times you do that like disgusting sinful thing Mm -hmm. he's constantly gonna come back to you I actually over and over to show his mercy I heard our friend Tyler say he I overheard him talking the other day um to somebody and he said Jesus only came to die on the cross once Mm-hmm. You know, because he was talking about baptisms and like, especially people with like Catholic backgrounds where they have to go to confession and all these things. Like, there's a story my mom always says where she'll, she went to confession one time when she was raised Catholic and she like went to confession and then came out, stubbed her toe and cursed. And she was like, well, great. Now I got to wait till next time. Like, <laughs> Hopefully, you know, God doesn't come back before then. Yeah. Like, that's not how it works. Like, God came and died once to cover all of our sins, mm-hmm. you know, and when we get baptized, like we don't have to get rebaptized after every time we mess up, you know. Yeah, no. God covered all of that, and I yeah. just thought that was a really cool perspective. Yeah, and not that that's a license to sin. Like we all know that it's not a license to go around and be like, 
I messed up, but it's fine. Like, yeah. I was going to forget yeah. me. Like, so I had, I had a friend that asked me one time, like, he was like, if you, you know, if, if you know that God's going to forgive you, mm-hmm. then why don't you just do it anyway? And yeah. that's such an awful perspective because if you have a child, right, and you ask them, hey, please don't do this and they do it anyway, mm-hmm. how hurt you are because they disrespected you. Yeah. You know, and that's the same image that, like, you know, God has with us. Like, if he gives us these rules and these boundaries, then it's probably to protect us. If mm-hmm. a mom tells me, hey, don't run in the street, you're only three years old, it's probably to protect me. And that's the same image that, like, God does. Like, I'm not going to go do these things that he tells me not to do because I want to be able to respect what he says. You know, Mm -hmm. yes, he's going to forgive me. Yes, he's still going to love me. Mm -hmm. But I still want to build that relationship with him and not go against him just for my own own wants and needs. I had somebody at work ask me because, like, they're, you know, they're not believers. But, like, they had watched me, you know, like, completely change my life, change the things I'm doing. And, like, you know, my heart was changed and all these things. So they're like how do you, how do you even walk into church, like, knowing the things that you did, like, how do you not feel so guilty, like, that would overwhelm me, yeah, and I said, it does, and that's good, mm-hmm. it should overwhelm you, Come like, as you, you are, <laughs> right, you should yeah. feel guilty, it should overwhelm you, but, like, that's the power of God, like, yeah. that, that change that I, I had, that was him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, so, like, when I feel guilty, or I'm feeling upset, like, oh, I can't believe I did that, like, even even now, like over and over again, I can't believe I did that. I get yeah. that thing, like again, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, um, that's like when that's a good thing. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean, kind of. You know what I mean? It is kind of a good thing to constantly be able to say, like, I messed up, God, but like, you know, I'm really really sorry. Like I I want to work at it. You know what I mean? I want to do these things that, for you. Like I want to be a better, you know, Christian, a better person, a better yeah. mom, whatever it is. You know, there was um. There's a verse and it says, love covers a multitude of sin. Mm -hmm. And, like, God is love. Mm -hmm. So, like, the love that God, like, gives you can cover whatever it is that you come into that church with. And I remember one time Mikey's uh, stepdad said, he goes, if I walked into a church, it would burn down. And that's, like, a very common phrase that people Mm -hmm. say. You know, they have so much on them. But God wants you to, like, (laughs) come in. You know, like, he he wants you to bring in whatever baggage and burdens you have because he wants you to give it to him, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like a lot of people look outside of that and they just think, well, God's never going to love me and forgive me because I have these things. But I think they forget that, you know, God knew when he put Adam and Eve on this earth that she was going to eat the apple and that we were going to have this sin in us. And he already planned out. He knew. You know, like, yeah, he already knew that. <laughs> like, it's not that he doesn't know what you did. Yeah. You know? um, but he wants you to turn to him with that, even mm-hmm. though you did mess up. Yeah. I have people that ask me that a lot, too. They're like, or they say, like, yeah, the church would just burn down if I tried to walk in there. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't belong there, that type of thing. I said, do you think I did? Mm-hmm. Do you think I belonged there? No. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, none of us deserve it. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. We don't. We don't deserve that sort of grace, but... Like you said, God knew that you were going to sin. Yeah. God knew that sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think you're the only one that's had a sin that bad, like, you need to look outside the box. Yeah. Like, you need to... Yeah. That's why I'm so open, you know what I mean, with my past and, you know, yours too. Like, we're so open with it because we came from this place and now we're here. Yeah. Which means that anybody else that had those same sins could go from there to here. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like... We're trying to kind of explain to you, like, God will bring you from there to here, just like 
open up to him and just let him change you. Yeah. So we just had a women's conference at our church and one of the speakers said, she goes, if you think that your sin is like greater than somebody else's, mm-hmm. then I just have to point out to you, you're not that special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's legit. Like yeah. you are not like that that's special. That's a better way to put it. it. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, God, yes, God gave you that story, but he also gave that story to so many other people so we can connect with each other. And just like we are, like that just made full circle back to, you know, where we are now. Like, yes, we were in that super toxic time. And then now, yes, we are both serving the church and have changed hearts. But yet God's still using each other to grow. Like he took us from both opposite situations, Mm -hmm. you know, and is still using us. And he can do that with anybody. Yeah. And that's just so cool. So there's actually this quote, and I share it all the time. I post it, all this stuff. I have Mm -hmm. it in my car, like on my dashboard. And it says, consider how precious a soul must be when both God and the devil are after it. Mm -hmm. And that is, like, that quote has stuck with me for so long because it's so true. Like, what is so valuable that the devil wants to chase after me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there must be something super valuable about me that he wants to tear me down. And I just thought that's such a cool perspective, too. Yeah, definitely. If, like, I feel like having friendships that are in opposite times of life, you know, like, when, you know, you were one foot here and I was one foot there, Mm -hmm. like, it is super hard to be able to connect with each other. But I think God can also use you. Like, you know, he could have used me to help you in that time. Like, it's not like a, oh, you're not saved, then I can't be friends with you kind of thing. Yeah. You know, there is, like, a barrier to, it's a hard spot to be friends with. Like, I have um, these coworkers that I used to work with, and we always joke around because I'm, like, super, you know, holy and Christian and pure or whatever. All the words in their <laughs> In their eyes, you know. Yeah. And their lifestyle is completely opposite from mine. And they always, like, joke around, like, I don't understand how, you you know, I fit into that group with them. Yeah. And it's funny because they asked me one time, like, straight up. They weren't, like, joking. They genuinely asked me. They're like, Rachel, are you in a cult? <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but they were, like, from, like, your Instagram posts and things like that, like, that's the vibe that we were getting. And I was like no we're not in a cult you know like but then I really started thinking about that and I was at bible study at Joel's and I was thinking I was like you know what it must feel that way for a lot of Mm non-christians that we are this clique and that's why it must feel like sometimes like Christianity is this like oh we're better than you Mm -hmm. because we do tend to like want to hang out with Christians you know what I mean like our own Christian group wants to hang out with each other because we all believe in the same thing we all have that connection with God to be able to grow together where it's harder to be friends with people outside of that because there's that barrier of a lifestyle difference definitely yeah definitely that's that's where I can understand like the people from the outside struggle with Christians Mm -hmm. and I struggled with that with Christians you know like I had a lot of Christians look at me when I wasn't all in and be like, oh, wow, like, she's a mess. Like, I don't know how to handle her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it felt judgy. But it, honestly, probably they just didn't know how to handle me, I guess. Or 
I don't really know the word, but yeah. connected Even in this me. friendship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even in this friendship, it was like I had a hard time connecting with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we were just in two different areas. And I think I think it comes off a lot that like, like oh, Christians, like they're trying to be better than you. No, we're trying to be set apart. Yeah. That's very different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're called to be set apart. Yeah. It's a very different... Um, it's a very different outlook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we have a different outlook on life yeah. now. Um, yeah, and I think also the people that are like, I could never do that. Like, I could never have all these restrictions that you've got. We don't see them as restrictions either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's not like rules. <laughs> yeah, like, I choose every day to, like, follow what God says. Yeah. It's not that I, ha- like, have to. I mm-hmm. don't. I choose to every yeah. single day. Um, and I think people can't let go of that kind of, like, freedom where yeah. they're like I, I i could not be restricted or bound by that all the time because mm-hmm. i get that a lot especially like yep. in the stage of, in life i am now and you know that um are you saying that you can't let go of that freedom or are you saying you don't want to yeah do you think that you're going to be so restricted or like like you just don't want to mm-hmm. that's the thing so there's uh the song so will i mm-hmm. there's like a line in there that i absolutely loved i actually like want to get tattooed on me and it says he gave his life to love them so will I. Yeah. And, like, that is such, like, a selfless line. Like, he gave his whole entire life, mm-hmm. you know? Like, sometimes I will give, like, my husband a bite of my food, and that is enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, Jesus gave his whole life to show his love for someone, you know? If you know Rachel, that's actually big. Yes. So. <laughs> it's actually big for her. <laughs> so, like, it's it's so powerful because I want to be able to live up to that standard like Jesus did. I never will be able to, but, like, our goal is to try our best to be like him. Yeah, you try. And that's where, like, that motivation comes in. And we kind of don't want to do those things in sin anymore. You know, right. like, when we get saved, we're not thinking about, oh, man, I really can't sleep around. I heard that one time. Right. There was a girl, she wrote a book, and she said, the day that I get married, I'm not going to be standing at the altar and thinking, well this sucks because now I can't go sleep with whoever I want anymore. Like, that's not going to be your mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, your mindset's going to be a whole new one. It's going to be changed. It's going to be focused on the things that God has in front of you Mm -hmm. and the goals that he wants to get you to. So I feel like that's where a lot of, you know, non-believers struggle too. Yeah. So Anthony and I are getting married in June, and I get that a lot from even friends that I have. They're Mm -hmm. like, so they kind of have two different things. They're like, don't you want to, like, you know, keep shopping around, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're going to, like, mm-hmm. be with one man for the rest of your life. I'm like, I don't even want to. Yeah. I don't even want to shop around. I'm excited mm-hmm. to have one person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the the flipped coin of that is that I'm not a virgin, and he is. And I'm very, very, very open with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I have chosen this lifestyle and to wait until marriage. Mm-hmm. Not just to, like, respect him. That's not the thing. Yeah. It's for God, mm-hmm. not him, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what Anthony's doing it for, too, is God, not me, you know? So, like, I get a lot that they're like, well, what if it's, like, not what you thought it was? Like, yeah. what if you're waiting for nothing? <laughs> like, all these comments. And I'm like, I don't even care because it's not my goal, Yeah. you know? My goal is not to just, like, sleep around. Yeah. <laughs> my goal is not to sleep with him. Like, yeah. my goal is to love him and have a relationship with him and to serve God together yeah and like that's why we're getting married not not to have sex yeah (laughs) yeah. I think that's like especially just us being engaged right now it's just like the most common topic that people Mm -hmm. are asking about us you know what I mean yeah they're like 
And, like, I'm sure we will have, like, a whole podcast just on this topic. Definitely. But, like, even on, like, the counter side, like, Mikey and I both being virgins, you know, like, yeah. I had people come to me and they were like, well, aren't you scared? You're not going to know what you're going to do or how, what if he thinks it's not good or something like that? And I'm like, yeah. first of all, how's he going to know what's not good? He's never had it in the first place. You yeah. know, like, the logic is not there. That's yes. the whole point. <laughs> the whole point is like, the logic is not there. But again, like, that's their mindset is mm-hmm. how am I going to feel? How am I going to feel during it? And like, that's not the point behind it. Yeah. And you it's know? sad. Like, I pray for them because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I hope you get a better a better perspective on this yeah like soon because now that i'm so like i was that person i mm-hmm. really was because you know i wasn't a virgin when i met anthony and yeah. like i hope and pray that they get a better perspective on that because it's so empty mm-hmm. and it's so meaningless to keep living like that yeah it really is yeah just like from my perspective you know yeah it's sad mm-hmm. well yet yeah, you know once god you know, for us together, too, is, like, a whole different perspective. You know, we once had yeah. that mindset of careless and selfishness, and mm-hmm. then, you know, here we are again, where he brought us back to the same mindset. Again. We have, like, a, <laughs> an ongoing joke that we share one brain cell, so he's like, all right, I gotta get these two girls on track real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be sharing a brain cell when one is in one place and the other's... When know. one is lukewarm. <laughs> oh, man. One's stuck in a bar. One's lukewarm. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine what God's saying. Oh my gosh. What did you send me the other day? You were like, I think my guardian angel drinks. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. That's so wrong to say, but... But it's kind of funny when you're like... a worldly perspective. Yeah, you're kind of thinking like... (laughs) If, you know, if that was the thing, if I had a guardian angel, like, standing here right now in this room, it's, like, you know what I mean, protecting me from all these things all the time, like, if that, if that were on any human level, oh my gosh, you, you would drive yourself nuts. Yeah, like, the overtime must be insane. Like, good thing it's God in control, because if it was me, oh boy. <laughs> yep. That's, that's kind of my takeaway from that, is, I'm just glad that I'm not the one in control. Yeah. Same. <laughs> So glad. Yeah. Which is funny because if I was, like, like I said, like, I was scared to even be friends with you. And. Yeah, we wouldn't even be friends if you were the one in control. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, God knowing my heart in the fear of, like, trying to be friends with women and things like that, like, he had to kind of force you in for me Push. to be able to <laughs> see where he wanted me now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's all crazy. But it's a good kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I think we just went through our first podcast. I feel like we were a little all over the place, but somehow it's still tied together in a way. That's fine. I mean, like, the chaos, let the chaos It matches the vibe. Yeah. It matches our personalities and all of it. (laughs) But do you really know what's in your skincare? Are you aware of how your products are benefiting your skin? Well, Sagra Beauty is an all-natural skincare line that is based out of New York. Every Sagra Beauty skincare product is packed with pure, all-natural ingredients like jojoba oil and a hyaluronic acid. Your skin will receive the nutrients and the nourishment it's been craving. Sagra's skincare routine is only made up of three steps, an oil cleanser, a pearl powder serum, and a hyaluronic acid hydrating mist. Sagra is known for cleansing with oil. It is a proven fact that oil bonds to oil, dirt, and bacteria. 
Some of the benefits of Sagra's anti-aging skincare trio is its hydration and nourishment, and it's good for all skin types because of its natural ingredients. Sagra Booty has more than just skincare. It has a growing cosmetics line with the options of lip kits, bronzing drops, blush, contour, and highlighter sticks, and more. I have been using Sagra consistently and I am obsessed with my skin and its transformation, how it's so much healthier and brighter. The makeup line continues to impress me with its creamy, light, and long-lasting effects. If you are looking for a healthy, but also short-step skincare routine, Sagra Beauty is calling your name. Use my code RAGE10 to receive 10% off your order. Again, that's RAGE10 to save. Okay, so I think that we officially just recorded our first podcast episode. Woohoo! Woo! And our goal is to have at least an episode out a week. So with the holidays coming up, it might be a little on and off, um, but we're going to try our best to get as many out as we can. Um, but if you do have any topic ideas, please DM us at His Daughter's Podcast on Instagram. Um, we would love to have topic ideas. We have a few already in a list that we want to share and we're excited about. Um, there's a couple polls on Instagram that have been collecting either topics or questions or ideas you guys are looking forward to. Um, also, if you want to be a guest, we've had a couple people reach out that want to be a guest. Um, please feel free to reach out again. We would love to you know, connect with you and have you on. We are very what's the word unfiltered so it's not yes (laughs) no topic is too crazy um also it's a very casual setting so not much to prepare for you just kind of bring yourself and your Mm -hmm. own personality and your own stories and let god use it how he wants to and yeah and we'll just see where this goes and where god takes it from here yeah don't forget to follow that page it's his daughter's underscore podcast his daughter's underscore podcast give that a follow Stay up to date with all that info, and Rachel posts a lot, so. Yeah, I'll definitely keep, keep up with the those. content flowing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Peace out, guys. That's a wrap.